0: Hello to all our viewers and I want to welcome you to the European Parliament here in Brussels. And I also want to welcome back to Brussels, Martine Anderson, uh, former MEP from 2012 up until uh, 2020, uh, upon Britain then leaving the uh, European Union. Uh, and we last had Martine out here uh, December I think it was so that's what yeah. six months ago we've six had months. quite a, a number of uh, significant developments and and I wanted to ask you in the context obviously in your continuing role as Sinn Féin's representative uh, across the continent of Europe and engaging with national parliaments and political parties academics think tanks and just indeed wider civic society across Europe but there's been a number of key significant developments especially over the last number of weeks we've had firstly They made the fifth election in the north of Ireland, where Sinn Féin uh, came as the first party. We now have Michelle O'Neill as the uh, first minister-designate. But also in the last uh, week or so, we've had the um, British publishing their legislation about the so-called protocol bill. So how is Europe reacting?
1: Well, I think in the first instance, uh, Michelle O'Neill being the first minister-designate. Um, people could see that something quite significant happened in Ireland, uh, in the north of Ireland and of course they are right. The first time in a hundred years you have a Republican nationalist party uh, leading uh, the, the parties in the north and that wasn't supposed to happen when the northern state was established it was to ensure that there would be an inbuilt majority, as we all know, of unionists. So across Europe, uh, my first uh, response to what was happening here was, was one of delight, not just in this parliament, because I could see that across continental Europe that the world media had woke up to the significance of the big game changer that had taken place, That. Progressive politics in, in the north of Ireland had, uh, had captured the attention of so many voters. And Michelle O'Neill will be uh, the first minister for all. So
0: it was like major like front-page news?
1: Absolutely. I, I actually um, I, I got um, a spread of newspapers said, sent to me and they could have covered this table. The front pages, the reportage across Europe... The like of which I don't think we have seen since, um, since the Good Friday Agreement days, since the days of that historic agreement. And people seen that it was a historic election with a historic result. And Sinn Féin topping the poll, uh, First Minister designate, and people could see that real change was in the air. Then that takes you to your second question with regards to Boris Johnson and the utter reckless move by the British government acting unilaterally. And I have been contacted um, by parliamentarians and, and even MEPs that have known me when I was here and obviously through your good office. And throughout this process of engagement with Europe, I had found that I was doing a lot of the outreach, and rightly so, because this is a a new project for Sinn Féin. But they had come to us uh, because they could see that what had happened in the north of Ireland was that we had a political party, the Democratic Unionist Party, who were refusing to accept the outcome of an election. It didn't go their way. And also um, a British government clinging to power. You know, people talked about Boris Johnson winning the vote, Mm -hmm. as he did, uh, the challenge. But that said, people also know that his days are numbered. So we are being used. uh, We're being used by both the DUP and the British government for their selfish interest. And that's been recognised, I believe, across and, Europe.
0: And this thing that the Tories keep on saying that we are they are protecting the Good Friday Agreement. Is anybody in Europe actually
1: swallowing that? Absolutely not. Painting nonsense. Um, you only have to listen to someone, as you, we know, Europe's very calm, very legalistic. And we see Commissioner... Um, after commissioner, reporter after reporter, you know, interviewing whether it is between prime ministers and parliamentarians. And Sefcovic has said it himself. He said, let's call a spade a spade. This is an illegal act. This is illegal. And it is illegal. They are breaking international law and they are not protecting the Good Friday Agreement in any of its parts And therefore, in the meetings that we have had today across across this parliament with some of the different groups in the parliament, all of them are clearly understanding that the protocol is needed to protect the Good Friday Agreement in all of its parts, no hardening of the border, and the unique and special circumstances need to be taken into account. And none of them are swallowing the nonsense The reckless behaviour from the British government that this is about protecting the Good Friday Agreement. And they also know that the arguments being put across that the Good Friday Agreement um, is being undermined, and also the claim that uh, it's having economic, the protocol is having economic, causing economic damage to the North. Project Fact shows and demonstrates that the North's economy is outperforming the economy of England. And the facts are there, they are irrefutable. And when you have companies like Invest NI and you have businesses across, whether Sterry dairy business or other, the food and drink businesses and others, demonstrating how the protocol is working for them now, let's be clear, there are wrinkles, some of them creases, that need ironed out in the protocol and Sinn Féin has been very, very clear and the EU Commission has been very, very willing to negotiate with that. But they need a partner to negotiate and the British government hasn't turned up to the negotiation in 130 days.
0: And do you think there's a, a good understanding out here, not only within the institutions of the EU but wider, <coughs> that effectively the DUP are basically having some kind of a, have a veto uh, on the uh, the assembly and the executive doing its business.
1: Well, when you consider the twenty seven MLAs are preventing a speaker being established and the executive being um, created, the new, secu- the new executive being formed, everyone knows that the DUP are blocking progress, and the DUP are presenting this as they are concerned about the protocol. And I'm sure they have concerns. There's lots of people that want to see things change with the protocol and and that can be done. But the DUP is not entering into the executive because the outcome of the election did not go their way and maybe they're banking perhaps on a, a further election in six months time and maybe they might think that the outcomes might change. It may not and they may not. So we have had a situation in the north of Ireland in the last six elections that unionism has lost its democratic majority. Things have changed in the north of Ireland, the political landscape has changed, changed utterly. And people want to see a future, you know, and people are having all sorts of conversations about constitutional change in Ireland and people want to see a better future where rights will be upheld and guaranteed where we will have Economic prosperity where what kind of a, an Ireland we should we should live in How would what would the form in the shape of that new Ireland and that has been propelled as a consequence of us being taken out of the EU. Uh, myself and the other MEPs, but against the democratic wishes of the majority of the people who voted for us to remain So we are in a very different place now than when we were um, many, many years ago and people across this parliament, I believe, have got a handle on a British government acting recklessly and the behaviour of Boris Johnson breaking international law is something that is being writ large across the conversations that we're having and no one is accepting at all that he is protecting the Good Friday Agreement. In fact, there is knowledge across this parliament and outside of this parliament that what he is doing is damaging. An agreement, when you think of what he is jeopardising, for so many people who have invested in this for so long. And he's also jeopardising the ferry withdrawal agreement that he signed, mm-hmm. that he designed, never mind signed, and agreed and promised to deliver. So thankfully, I, I want to thank, uh, when I'm here, that your, your good office and yourself for the access that we have had for the exchange of views and engagements. That we've had over the last 24 hours and I must say and it's important that the people of Ireland know this when you have one MEP representing the 32 counties of Ireland as you are doing I was that soldier once upon a time I know how challenging and difficult that is and I must say for someone who has been out here for a relatively short period of time and I'm not just saying that because you're sitting beside me I am mighty impressed by the work that you're doing and your team.
0: <laughs> I'll thank you for those comments.
1: you He's going to feed me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed,
0: I have promised to bring you out for a bowl of spaghetti. So with that, I just want to thank all of you for joining us this evening. As Martina says, the work carries on across Europe for both me and her. Me within the institutions and Martina across the wider continent in that engagement. And you can be sure that we in Sinn Féin will leave no stone unturned to protect our Good Friday Agreement, to ensure that the future of our, of our island is safe and that we get to that place where we want to, where we have a referendum to decide our own future, our own self-determination and hopefully very soon
1: we reach that place of Irish unity. Sinead.